Hello, I'm Estelle. I'm doing the intro for Shant. I welcome you to Shant's personal public diary. Today we will be talking about body goal for him. No joke, this is Shant. I'm sick, but let's continue the podcast anyways. How have you guys been coping the beginning of June? Funny enough, at the end of the previous episode, I did say I had enough of baguettes and croissants and starting to live healthy again once I'm back in the Netherlands. But all I did was lay in bed. Of course, what's up with my voice? I was sick the whole week, so I didn't do much except eating painkillers, drinking soup and watching tons of animes and movies. The last two days I did not talk just to spare my voice for today. So I hope maximum of talking 25 minutes, uh, <clears throat> that should be enough to kill my vocal for the next two weeks. Yay, two weeks, no talking. I'm excited. People would be happy. I'll shut up. Now, a lot of coughing and my vocal got damaged as well. Hence, this voice. Luckily, I got sick at the end of friend's trip. I give the fault to the child. So I was in France last week with my parents, hoping for peace and inspiration for the podcast and did a little photography job and the little Chi was there as well and my uncle and aunt with their three-year-old child was there as well. The announcement when I heard they were coming to, I was like, oh boy, take cover. Their daughter is super sweet, she's super easy, but she caught maladipicine It's when kids get sick after staying too long in the pool. Sure, my height is children's height, but guess who babysits the most? Me. So I caught her bacteria. Eventually, it leaped up into my lungs and throat, and my vocal got damaged. We were in southern France in this small village. Very authentic. 300 years have passed and nothing has changed. I was there nine years ago as well. I will be the same height nine years ago, but every time it just feels like the place gets smaller and smaller. Now that I have my driving license, I could finally go touring to broaden my travel map. And <clears throat> one evening we went out for dinner and I saw that the majority of the group ordered a dish with mashed potato. I was like, okay, how are the mashed potatoes here if no one's eating it? So I took a spoonful and oh, oh what the fuck? Why so sweet? But I kind of liked it. It was a little mindfuck because my mind was set on the taste of mashed potato. Found out it was polenta. Gods and angels, I have found my new dessert. I know so little about polenta, but let me just say this. I see a new dessert substitute for me. I know polenta can be used for sweet substitutes and safer dish, now that I did my research. But purely polenta with milk only is good enough for me. So simple and somewhat healthier choice. That was the first time in my life I ate polenta. I really liked the room in France. It was so quiet when I recorded. Compared to Amsterdam with those neighbors noises bonking from above and the cars honking from outside. So that's a bum when changing location. I wish I could go more in depth on the topic and I worry a lot. Worry that my message would not be as clear. I don't have a contradictory speaker to ask questions for clarity or digging arguments with me. I constantly have to think from other points of view and I'm like, fuck it. And I just stick to one viewpoint of mine. 
Overall, I'm glad I did. I I start the podcast. I have been thinking if I should invite people to the podcast. It will go more flowy for sure, and there's more vibe. What do you guys think? Should I or should I not invite people over? Or you prefer the single style? If I am going to invite people, then I might consider releasing episodes once every two weeks, rather than once a week. Nah. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so stoked for life with podcasts, but there is so much things to do. I don't mind, but it's just time. I want it all. Actually, now that I think about a guest speaker, I actually have one episode that I recorded in the early stage of podcast, but I haven't released it yet. It's about the search of what my true zodiac is, since I don't know my real birth data, because I'm adopted. So. That one will probably be the first duo talk episode. I don't know when I'm gonna release it, but some at some point you'll hear it. I don't know. So yeah. Since I'm still continuing on solo podcast for this episode, I'm gonna continue where I left off. This weekend I didn't eat much because you know me sick and me sicky eating is nah and sleeping is whoa. This week has been only Netflixing. I usually watch Netflix once a week. I don't know if you consider this very little watching show or averagely. Other times I have other things to do. Okay, I could call out three reasons. My reasons on why I watch shows. First one, I feel down and need some sort of comfort. You like the alone comfort. Two, watching with a companion, either a friend or a guy, because we want to watch something. And three, Netflix and chill. We all know that. So, but mainly I watch to crick back up my mood. This is my way to go. Okay, you could call friends, or you could, you know, sometimes. <laughs> do you know what I also sometimes do? I ask my dad to take a dog photo of the chi. That's all I'm asking, and he doesn't know my reason. The little chi is so fucking cute. You can't get mad at him, right? You can't get mad at your pets, okay? Because you know what pets or you know dogs does. Absolutely nothing. He's doing nothing, and it just makes your day, okay? Chant. You know, if you're sad, you could physically move your body to meet friends or someone. Well, I don't do that. It feels like I am bothering others with my whiny ass. I just accept and remain home. You could also put your sadness in art, painting, just to pass time. You know? Oh fuck! You know what I just thought? I haven't drawn for months. Why am I talking as if I'm sad this week? I'm not. I'm sick. Uh, right. Okay. I was talking about Netflix. How that was correlated、um, with each other. Okay. Right. So I can't wait to get back up on my feet to do sports again. My throat hurts. So fucking bad during the week. I can't wait to eat normally again. That's right. Today I will be talking about food and health. Funny enough, talking about health. But look at me. I'm sick. I'm doing something wrong. I'm craving for polenta a little bit. Did you know eating polenta every day makes you lose two and a half kilo in a week's time without working out? Bullshit. So many young people. Check the internet to find the fastest way to reach their ideal body goal. I too was one of them. It's not stopping here. I wanted to experiment my body to a goal of someone else's body. 
I wanted to make sure he or you know they likes me, likes the looks of me. What was I thinking? I was 14, or worse, beginning in my 20s, I had eating disorder. During these years, I have tried variety of diets: the apple diet, the keto, fasting without me realizing even, and binging. All those low self-esteem, all those body efforts for a guy. That's right. The topic is how I had body goal for him, the guys I liked. I'm sure everybody has been in that mindset when you want to change your body to boost self-esteem and to get your crush noticing you. Let's go through my mind and a little education today. For some of the youngsters, they have tried different diets and exercises to change their body type. Well, there is a shortcut by knowing your metabolic body type. Sounds interesting? Keep listening to the end, because that's when you hear this. Also, what were some of the factors that influenced my own body to change for a guy? So all this talking, let's go to the main questions I will be covering today. What factors played a role in my perception on changing my body goal? What are the three metabolic body types and the diet behind it? And lastly, have you achieved your goal in any period of your life for someone? Let's start from the beginning. Let's bring adoption in the picture. Did adoption have somewhat impact on my low self-esteem? Yes. A little recap for the new listeners. I'm adopted. Wow. By Dutch family. But I did not go to the Netherlands straight away. I remained living in Asia until I was 14-ish. But there was this small elementary Dutch school in Singapore where I picked up my Dutch and English. Kids at that school were 100% Dutch. I wasn't really Dutch yet, okay? Because um, I didn't speak the language yet. And there were other adopted children as well. So we were not quite Dutch either because lacking Dutch language. So maybe 80% of the students were Caucasians. There were also half-bloods. It's a very proper school and children got raised with manners and no such thing as racism. But at some point for me, I do kind of feel different because of my tinted skin. I did admire their light skin. Through my teenage years, I wanted to stay light as possible. I didn't use creams, but sunbathing? Nuh-uh. Hell nah. So adoption did make me aware of my skin color, but not the body shape yet. Body shape came much later. Adoption did play a role in my height. As a child, I had no problem because I was actually one of the tallest girls in class. Until hitting puberty, I see that boys tend to take over, and so does everybody else. So, I wanted to be on the same height as the boys. Because for some time, I spent my life on the same height as boys. What's this now? What the heck? This is not fair. Anyways, I did understand that I have different DNA. But I also admire the taller girls. My length left me feel insecure. I'm always on my toes for someone, okay? For the hugs, for the kisses, to reach out on anything on the kitchen shelf. What the actual fuck? Body figure doesn't come to mind until you are eh, mid your teenage years, okay? 16, I would say. It could be you have insecurities before that time. But let's just say 16 as a general age because you start to become more aware about yourself and your body functionality properly, okay? 
And 16, you become also more aware of other people being competitive, comparing yourself. So you also compare yourself with movies. All the movies you've seen, all the celebrities that you admire, their beauty is just, you know, automatically going to check out their body figures as well. Teenage years are a massive change. Flirtation going on, crushing on someone, and want to look like a celebrity, hoping you become bedazzled so anyone can notice you and find you appealing and nice. But I don't give anyone's fault that there are bad impacts on body images, not even the media industry or celebrities or athletes. I understand looking up at someone as a good role model is a wonderful feeling. You get motivation, you feel thrilled, you feel some challenges coming up, you form purpose for yourself perhaps. What young teens lack is knowledge. They are not aware yet that there are people out there working on those influential industries. Celebrities have to work to meet criteria for their work too. Social media display vibes that looks pleasing but does not show reality always. Media is so strong, blowing up the goods and the bads. But at the end, you alone have to choose what you believe in. And don't forget, it takes time to come to understand systems. The older you get, the more you understand world's system. In society, social media, people's perspectives, emotional pleasing others, and putting yourself last. And part of people pleasing comes in so many forms. Showing your time, showing your service, showing your body to please others. Sure, I too was aware of my body and that being liked begins with self-image, is what I thought at a young age. I'm happy I have sported all my life, from climbing trees to PE at school twice a week and outside of school also swimming twice a week and tennis twice a week. That's six times a week and doing this routine for six years. And later, other sports came in the game since I was at an international school, sporting all year round. So I builded that fundamental part of athletic build already. Being young, being a kid, your metabolism is much faster too. I was fit, but I didn't realize I had just fine body. But puberty years just messes with your head. And with eating disorder along really fucks up my head. The idea of wanting to have that ideal body for him started with low self-esteem, of course. And due to the gap year that I had in New Zealand traveling and coming back to the Netherlands for study, everything in Dutch and the community was Dutch, it really fucks with my self-esteem. No one gets me. I don't get them. I'm talking about my classmates. Coming from international background, felt like an outsider. And... So I gained weight because who cares if they don't see me, right? Then food disorder happened and, you know, hoping to lose weight and try to remain slim and hoping to be liked, especially by men. I was putting the blame on my body. I was punishing my body. Now, the type of body goal I had in mind is slim and tight in the skin, dry, athletic and curvy at the same time. Of course, attractive body type preferences depends on many factors. It depends on the area, the country you live in, and your surrounding and the way you are raised. This all eventually forms your preference. 
For me, sport is life. It boosts your self-confidence, better sleep, spirits up, stronger body for the long run, health immune system, blood circulation, balance hormone, more developed, standing out, blah, blah, blah. So for me, I am raised in a physically active household. And in my nature, I am physically driven as well. So I grow up in a surrounding with, uh, you know, fit people, fit bodies. And yeah, I am attracted to them. One of my turn off is when someone deep in their core does not do sport, does not like sport. Doesn't mean I don't like you. It means probably not going to date you. I have dated people and it went okay. And then found out that he doesn't do sport. I'm like, uh-huh. Boring, because eventually I'm like, babe, can we like, can we move around a little bit? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Please come with me. So yeah, that's why. <clears throat> so yeah, you know what, listeners? I just realized it's not changing my body type for a person, a guy. It's more changing my body to sharpen and to tighten my body. I didn't change my figure. I just tighten it up. Because that's my beauty preference. <laughs> you know, that week time prior to that date. So you're going to do some exercise to rise that confidence of yours. And then, you know, hoping they'll find you attractive because you sport. And hoping that that skin of yours just tightens a little bit up, you know. And a lot of people do this just before their date. And I too, I, I still do that. It's to also mentally prepare for the unknown, I guess. Maybe some natural instinct is also involved in the preparing for a date to do some physical work as well. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> Earlier in the episode, I did mention that I am going to throw a little bit about education on body types. Some of the youngsters, they have tried different diets and exercises over the years to change their body type or, you know, yeah, for the body goal. that. And you figure maybe it doesn't work because either you don't do it regularly or because it's not the most efficient type of diet and exercise according to your metabolic body type. Okay, what? Let's talk about the basic human metabolic body type. Your genetics predispose which of the three dominant body type you will get. Your body type can influence how you respond to different types of workout and diet plans. You have three... Metabolic body types, ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. It's not that you fall under one type. It could be a mingle of two. Let's start off with the first one, ectomorphs. Ectos have naturally the fastest metabolic rate. They eat whatever they want and still not gaining weight whatsoever. These people are naturally skinny built, smaller joints and build lean. Shoulders tend to be a little bit more smaller and shorter. And their width, there's, there's not much width. These people have a hard time gaining weight, gaining muscle mass. Ectos, therefore, have to focus on gaining muscle mass. Their workout should focus on strength and building muscles. You can do cardio, but focus less on that. Now, what's up on their plate? There is nothing wrong with eating a lot of vegetables, but if you want to gain and tone the muscle, then eating vegetable will not help much. To build that bulkiness and athletic build, then go for 50% protein, 30% carbs, and 20% fat. Ectos burn so much calories, so supplements is recommended to increase their caloric intake. Let's talk mesomorph. Mesomorphs have large bone structure, large 
muscles and naturally athletic physique. Mesos find it's quite easy to gain and lose weight, but also gain fat easily too. They are naturally strong, which is the perfect platform for building muscles. Because mesos gain fat easier than ectos, they must watch out their caloric intake. Their focus is to gain mass, lose weight and stay lean. Their workout program would be a mixture of cardio and strength training and much wider exercise spectrum as well. So include anything you like, basically. And what's on their plate? I did say they have to watch their caloric intake, but mesos have a balanced portion plate. So one-third of protein, one-third of fat, and one-third of carbs. And now endomorphs. You guessed it. Endo's body type is solid and generally soft-figured. Endos gain fat very easily and lose fat much harder. They are usually of shorter build with thick arms and legs. They have naturally slower metabolism and thus struggling to lose weight. You can change your body by changing your lifestyle and the type of food you eat to burn that metabolic rate. While it may sound negative, but endos are naturally strong people, especially in the legs. Your aim generally is to lose fat and by doing that is more work done in a short period of time to keep the heart rate elevated, to burn more energy. If they really want to slim down, then they will need to incorporate more cardio. As for their diet, this is very important for endos because they gain fat easier. And thus, they have to really watch out for their caloric intake. Because they are more sensitive to fat, then this is the plate portion. 20% fat, 50% protein, and 30% carbs. Keto diet is a go-to because it's focused on less carbs. You can take more carbs right after your exercise since your body needs to replenish. Outside your workout window, focus on more vegetables and protein. It makes sense knowing all these metabolic body type. It's so much easier. This is the shortcut. When I found this out, it helped me a lot. But all in all, it's also just fun to know your metabolic body type. You don't have to change anything. You can continue eating whatever you want. Continue your usual lifestyle. But if you are really dedicated to physique and changing body shapes, then you could build your own program just by knowing your metabolic body type and the portion of your plate. I have put my body to the test and damn, it works. Less fat, hourglass waist, grab my waist, hold me, pull me, grab me, throw me. Oh my God. I want you to find my body hot. But you know, I feel a little outcasted if I date a guy too muscular and I'm just that little baby fetish girl standing there next to him. So I also tend to sport more if the guy is even muscular. Because I gotta keep up with his physique. Like I said earlier, I want a partner who can do sports with. Although I don't always maintain the consistency of the plate ratio, but that's okay. I'm fine with my body. Guru saying, love yourself, love your mind the most, and then the body. My body is my temple, my soul. Earlier, I said that I don't blame teenagers, how they are badly influenced by those influential industries such as movies, celebrities, and social media. Of course, I also don't blame the people posting their pictures of their body on social media because that's also, you know, it gives an impact on the viewers. They are proud of their being, how they worked their mind and body together to come to this state 
Whether the post is about their fitness body or post of them in a nice outfit, looking good, or having a cup of tea on the hotel balcony. Interpret differently. When I scroll in social media, sure, those are wonderful looking images. But I also know I'm just enjoying someone's life, and in a second I'll forget them instantly anyways. I too, look, look, look at those dresses. All those summer posts, oh my gosh, such a good life. Yeah, because I worked to that point. And I am proud of those moments. In the end, everyone's ugly. No one cares about you. Oh no, wait. In the end, every human is beautiful in their own way. We care about you. It's double-sided in one. You can work your best with your body to aim that pretty physique. But at the end, there will always be people thinking you are not their type anyways. So don't stress about it. Okay, enough said about this. So, this week I have quitted my job as well, and next week I am going to follow procedures for possibly a new job and doing other job interviews. So next weekend you will hear more about that. Um, what are you guys' plan next week? Ride or die, take a sip or get whipped. So I'm hoping next weekend my voice will be back. So have a nice day, have a nice week, have a nice weekend. You'll hear from me soon. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh,